What's up, gang? Happy New Year, and welcome to the eighth episode of The Local. If you're looking to add video into your marketing strategy for 2020 and beyond, you should check me out on Facebook and Instagram at Jordan Hauser Digital. You can also get at me at jordanhauserdigital.com. I love working with local businesses and giving them the opportunity to reach a wider audience by telling an impactful story through video. If you want someone to pick you over someone else, then you got to give them the wow factor. So let's do that. Who knows? Maybe you want to go a little more low-key. Maybe you want to advertise right here on this very show. You can do that. All you have to do is reach out to me at thelocal724 at gmail.com and we'll hook you up. We're kicking off the new year right. Today in studio, we have Dennis and Sammy from First Sip Brew Box. The First Sip Brew Box is a craft beer monthly subscription box. These guys have come up with something super cool. They're taking a very unique marketing approach to connect these breweries with potential customers. These guys are super hard workers. They're putting in a really long shift today. They're doing this podcast, and then they're visiting three breweries after that. So, let's get to it. Welcome to the local 724 podcast in three, two, one. Welcome to the show. How are you guys? Mm, fantastic. Any day you got a beer in your hand right? is a good day. <laughs> better now <laughs> all right so you guys are running a monthly subscription box called first sip brew box absolutely that's I'm exactly what swag. we do <laughs> i like your sweatshirts dude super branded Thanks. right <laughs> you got to do it no guessing about it oh yeah so how did you guys get into doing a monthly subscription box about beer that's a good question so Sammy and I actually fell in love with craft brewing. Uh, we took a vacation down to the Smoky Mountains, North Carolina. Uh, she loves traveling, and I love making her happy, obviously. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> right uh, on. <laughs> and we went to some of our first breweries down there, um, and it was like a social mountain house. People came in after work. It was a small town. Uh, the, you know, uh, kids came in. They were playing board games. There was a dog running around. Like uh, awesome. we just loved everything about it. Uh, and then we were just joking around on the way. You know, the eight-hour drive back home, just saying, "Hey, what if we started a brewery? What would we call it?" You know, just playing around. Yeah. And organically, we still don't know to this day who came up with it. <laughs> but <laughs> we just thought. First sip brewery because you know you like something from the first sip. Absolutely. So we were like, that's super cool. Let's do that. So we get back home and uh, we start researching what to do. And this was back in 2014, 2014, 2015. And even then, uh, the market was starting to get saturated. Breweries Mm -hmm. were popping up. It felt like every single month, just all over the place. And we're like, wow, it's really expensive. You know, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars to start a brewery. And it was important to us, you know, we don't have that, that kind of assets, right? Yeah. you know, there's no generational wealth. There's no, right. it's all on us, right? Most people don't. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and it's not in our sock drawer. So yeah. we don't, you know, um, so we decided to pivot and focus on something that we could do uh, a little bit more easier. So we wanted to send beer in the mail. At that point in time, it became legal in Pennsylvania. So I reached out to their legal counsel and they said, well, Dennis, let's look into this. About 30 days later, they sent us uh, an email letter back. I guess most people just call it an email, not an email letter. Whatever. <laughs> but they matter. sent us some stuff <laughs> saying, uh, well, you're the first one that wants to do something like this. So to be safe, how about you buy a restaurant? 
or buy a beer distributor and then we you know and then buy a license yeah. and then i did the math we're right back up three four five hundred thousand yeah. dollars so it really felt like to penetrate the craft beer industry we there's such a huge barrier to entry financially i don't know if it's designed that way to where you know they you got to be pay to play kind of setup seems um, like it yeah so we knew if we wanted to follow our dream uh, we had to do something that hasn't been done before. And we're actually really happy that it worked out that way because yeah. now we focus just on building relationships with breweries and featuring their merchandise, T-shirts, pint glasses, stickers, koozies, coasters, that kind of stuff in there. But then we took it one step further that no one else in the country is doing. We connect the breweries to small businesses that make things out of beer. And we do collaborative projects with them. That's so awesome. like beer, hot sauce, candles, soaps made out of beer. We partnered with a company that makes coffee out of malts and hops. Like it literally can be anything. We put it all together and we now have subscribers in five different countries. That's awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. That sounds amazing. I remember uh, my first trip to the Smoky Mountains was pretty oh, amazing. Yeah. I went down, uh, we were in Tennessee. That's where we were at yeah. down there. And it, it did have that feel. It was just like, you know, you know, we were down there for vacation. So when we were down there, there were just like people hanging out and they were kind of on vacation too and stuff. But it, it was so cool. We'd go down, get brunch in the morning, oh, yeah. afternoon, drink some beers, walk up and down the streets. And it was just so much fun. Just like, <laughs> it's a great place to hang out. But uh, yeah, those, I mean, the liquor licenses themselves, the whole Insane. like pay to play thing. Insane. Dude, uh, my mom and I actually, when... Craft beer kind of just started to become a thing. I like to cook. So I like to grill mostly barbecue. So I wanted to do like uh, grilled pizza and craft beer. Like that was like my big thing. I wanted to grill pizza on charcoal and do craft beer. And, uh, you know, we went and took some business classes and really started looking into it, talking to banks and all that stuff. And I mean, liquor licenses were like $30,000. And I was just like, yo. That's just the right to be able to do it. That right. doesn't, that's nothing else, you know, none of the other overheads. So, right. The yeah. state just wants to control that. And I, I mean, I get it, but at a certain point, it is a huge barrier to innovation. Mm-hmm. You it know? really is. That's why we're still the pilgrim state when it yeah. comes to, you know, technology. It seems like uh, you know, New York City, Chicago, uh, California, we're always getting things five, 10 years after they yeah. are. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, how did you guys like, you know, you went, you pivoted. And so how did the monthly subscription box pop into your mind? So at the time I was already subscribing to a different subscription box company that sent me, you know, random, not random. You got to choose, you know, kind of the theme and it was like a Himalayan salt block or a really nice, like, cutting knife, like things like that. I still have yet to use that Himalayan salt block. (laughs) So I already liked the model and the subscription box industry over the last three, four years has been exploding exponentially. Um, And you will succeed in business if you can find some way where people value more than anything else is time. So if we can develop a model where we deliver value and time, we we can win. So that's kind of what we've been focusing on. Yeah, for sure. And it's been it's been working. (laughs) You know, it's a it's been slow growth, but growth nonetheless. Uh, This past month in December, uh, we doubled everything, which was really cool to see all the, you know, SEO, all the content, everything that we've been doing this past year, like really, truly take off. Yeah. So that was fun. That's pretty sweet. We get to pay stuff. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. 
the um, so jumping into like you know what you're putting into these boxes and things like right. that. How are you guys partnering with the breweries around here? Do you guys approach them and just tell them the, the story that you just told me? Right. And say, like, <laughs> how, do, how does that go? How well, do you get somebody so, to say, yeah, let's so, do this? That's a good question. So since we feature uh, breweries from anywhere in the country, we do obviously uh, enjoy, I'd much rather go shake someone's hand and you know sure. talk to them. Um, but at first, so while I was still working full time, I, I would get home after working nine to seven and, you know, kiss the wife, pet the dog. And then at that point, I bought a book called A Thousand One Beers to Try Before You Die. Yeah. It's humongous. It's like the phone book of beer. <laughs> and I literally from 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. every time after work went through every single beer every single brewery looked up the email and emailed every single person uh, telling them about what we did and how we want to work with them. And that got a lot of, you know, info out there to tons of breweries. We Mm -hmm. got to partner with some of them. uh, But since we've been focusing a lot more on content and on six to seven plus social media platforms, breweries are now coming to us, which is super cool. super rad. Um, But recently in the last six months, we, pivoted not not a full pivot maybe a slight pivot slight pivot. uh because <laughs> we started doing different collab boxes where we found out so we used to think of ourselves as a subscription box company mm-hmm. that's not what we are we're a media company right we you know so our subscription box you know so uh tv's turning prints i don't want to say prints dead we love all of our print people out right. there but print isn't what it was right and Radio's going to where print was, and uh, television's going is the new radio. So we wanted to focus on a way to grow what we're doing. So our subscription box is a 3D representation of what print can do. You mm-hmm. know, getting the story of the breweries out there. Um, and once we realized we're more of a media and marketing and advertising company, yeah. it totally changed the game for us. And then with us doing these collab boxes, we're starting to focus creating ourselves more of the web in the craft beer industry. Yeah. You know, we're not a brewery. We're not a business necessarily trying to sell the brewery stuff. So we connect those small businesses through the brewery. Uh, so a, just to be clear uh, on what I'm saying, when we we approached Kennywood this past uh, September, and we've been doing Kennywood's Beer Fest for the last three or four years. We absolutely love it. Something's nostalgic about being able to drive your car around Kennywood. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy because <laughs> we have to set up our stuff and everything, right? So that's super cool. And then this past year, I reached out to him. Like, what do I have to lose? Let me see if Kennywood would let us put together a beer collaboration for them. Right. You know, what's the worst case scenario? They say, hey, Dennis, uh, don't worry about it. We'll, you know, send us a proposal. We'll see next year. Yeah. Uh, But what they actually said was, we've been looking for help to do this for years. Can you please put this together? I was like, holy Santa Claus shit. We can do this. So we went ahead and teamed them up with a local brewery and we brewed the Log Jammers Revenge. That's awesome. We're like, this is awesome. And then we just did a veterans, Pittsburgh's first veteran collaboration beer. Mm -hmm. Uh, I went into a VFW, man, maybe a year ago now. And it just felt like a cave, Mm -hmm. right? Like just 
not necessarily dingy, just like the atmosphere. Yeah. And then I realized, well, if I'm going to be in this atmosphere, uh, I at least need a good beer. And the most craftiest thing they had on tap was Yingling, which in, <laughs> in an emergency, you know, break break the glass and grab the axe. <laughs> right, I'll yeah. drink that Yingling all day. Uh, but I started seeing a gap. I was like, there should be a beer for vets by vets. So we pulled together uh, Couch Brewing or Couch Brewery and Burgers Brewing um, here in Pittsburgh, the, a couple of the veteran-owned breweries, and we made a beer together. Called it a Speed Decor, got it out on tap in a few different uh, VFWs, and then we started realizing, wow, look at look what we can do. Like no one else was doing this kind of yeah. stuff. So now that's become like some of our stuff that we do too. So the monthly subscription is a vehicle to like create these scenarios and spread a lot of this good stuff out there and use the craft beer industry as a catalyst to do good. That's awesome. That's a lot. Like, I really, I like how everything is really kind of intertwined and, you know, one vehicle makes the other move and this, right. this and that. Um, your business is veteran owned, yes. correct? You are a veteran. Absolutely. My wife's a veteran from dealing with my stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> it's very cool. I think, so were you guys like, you know, in it from the get go, both of you or there was, was the only way to do it. Yeah. That was the only way to do it. We needed each other, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I left my job about two years ago now. And if it wasn't for her, I would have died of like the bubonic plague, like some ancient disease that's been gone <laughs> for hundreds of years. I would have been knocked out. I didn't have health insurance for like four months and I had to take vitamins yeah. every day. <laughs> Dude, it's yeah, it's a wild thing when it's you start a, your own business. It, yeah. it, it was scary, but she always supported like from day one. Yeah. You know, for sure. And I am not the creative by any means. Mm hmm. Yeah, so the one with the camera here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she does a lot of that stuff. The joke is he married me for my health insurance. So that, there you go. not too much of a joke, though. <laughs> right? I needed it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whenever I jumped ship from the corporate world and started doing like my own business, my video business, it was I went, uh, I think, like a year without any Ooh. kind of benefits, any kind of anything. So it was like. You know, friends of mine were like, hey, man, do you want to you want to try jumping on the old skateboard again? And I'm like, nope, no, nope, can't break can't my ankle it. because no, then that'll cost anything. me like everything. <laughs> you can't get a paper cut. Exactly. You know, yeah. I was taking I was drinking and eating so much fruit that, you know, I felt the scurvy coming on. I was like, <laughs> pirates used to get scurvy. Right? <laughs> it was wild. I mean, like then somewhere down the line, Pennsylvania uh, passed this, this law, the, the common law thing. So mm. like me and my wife now, we weren't married at the time, but we were living together and, uh, I could go under her insurance and I was like, Oh, cool. So now I, I did have insurance through my girlfriend at the time yeah. because we were living oh, I didn't together. even know that was a thing. Yeah. It was a thing. I thought you like had to be together for like a was, deck. I don't even know yeah. what the year, I just thought it was a long time. It was a common, it's a, like a, if you own a house together, Oh, okay. So, so not if you're just renting yeah. together. I, yeah. Yeah. So knows? that's how that happened. And then we just got married, you know, because we wanted to. <laughs> well, she was like, you will, and, you have my health insurance. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. you got to step up now. <laughs> <laughs> but it was pretty cool. I mean, same deal. I mean, like you're saying, you know, you have to go all in at, you know, you have to. It's got to be a thing, an understood thing between the two of you guys. Because, right. you know, even with this podcast, it was like, Hey, I've got this idea and that floated around for a while and I did everything I could possibly do to talk myself out of doing this. Um, that's just the creative in me. Right. I'm the, the, you know, the artist that's like, 
I could do this, but I'm not going to because, <laughs> you know, somebody else is going to do it or somebody else is already doing it or this person is blah, blah, blah. So that's what you do. You sit and talk yourself out of ideas, which is good that you have, you know, your, we have anchor, a good balance. You know what I mean? You've got a balance. Jess, my wife was just like, you have to do it. It's a great idea. That's how you're going to market your business in a whole different way. Right. And, uh, it's working good, you know, so that's freaking that's what you awesome. got to do. You just got to, that support system is, is awesome. And you mentioned that balance. So Sammy's the super creative, like she came up with our first logo. Uh, she drew it. We had a friend digitize it. Like she does so yeah. much there. I'm more the technical rigid engineering, like nerd. Yeah. Uh, so I'm that type of stuff. I totally don't, I can't fathom doing it. Uh, so when we, right before we started our business, I always knew from a young age, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I wanted to start my own thing. And for a while there, I was like studying, okay, I want to do a mobile cafe. Then I was learning Japanese and I was teaching myself coding. And then I was just doing so much. And then when yeah. we stumbled across this idea for a first sip brew box, she was like, that's it. That's what we're doing. You need to just stick to it. You need yeah. to focus on one thing. And she really narrowed my focus. And uh, that coupled with the fact that I quit playing uh, Ark as a video game on yeah. Xbox because that kind of <laughs> took over my life there for a little bit. Uh, and as soon as I stopped playing Ark, I had enough time to create a company, which is insane to think about. Right? <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that I never got hooked into video games because yeah. I have an addictive personality. Anything that I am slightly interested in, and if I feel that I could be good at it or I could, you know, turn a buck doing it, yeah, I'm all in. I'm just like, yo, I want this. I'm going to do this. <laughs> I mean, there were, I had a sticker company at one point, t-shirt company at one point, Ooh. podcast, the video company, and doing photography, all this right. stuff. And I'm just like, man, I'm doing too much stuff. And that's kind of what happened. Same right. Deal. Self-awareness was, is huge. Yeah. Like if you realize that it's just splitting up way too much of your time. You need mm-hmm. to focus, but some people thrive and that yeah. they can't just do just one thing. So self-awareness, once when you know who you are, like you got to figure that out. And once when you do, and you could do something and be happy doing it, you've yeah. already won awesome. like without a doubt. Yeah. So what are some of kind of like, what are some of the, uh, the pitfalls that you guys have run into doing like a, the, a subscription based right. business? <sighs> Well, some of the things that's really difficult sometimes is, you know, financial like planning things out long term mm-hmm. so we can do really, really cool ideas with yeah. the subscription box, right? So meaning that, you know, if someone cancels on us last minute, it's like holy hell. Yeah. Now we gotta scramble, figure things out, like that kind of stuff. Um I think another thing we ran into, which you probably know this as well, when you have a business with your life partner, it could it could be tough right like i catch myself uh like she stops me and says i'm your wife not an employee i'm like Mm -hmm. ah i'm sorry (laughs) i know this all too well like because that's just my communication style i'm really i when it comes to business i'm really blunt i'm to the point you know there's no point sugarcoating anything this is what we need to do um so communication wise it can be a little tough i don't know sammy if you have you just agree uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> I know that look. But yeah, we talk. It, you, but the, the biggest thing, the you balance, gotta talk the about The balance it. is tough. I yeah. mean, being a husband and wife, business owner, the balance is tough. For sure. So, I'd imagine. I mean, it, like, in photography and stuff, like, when I have my wife come and assist me or something, 
I'm kind of the same way. I'm just very like blunt, like, hey, you need to move over there. Why would you think you can't stand here? You have to stand over here, right. blah, blah, blah. And I forget she's not a fucking photographer. Right. I, <laughs> so like I'm sitting there like demanding that she know this stuff. Right. And I'm not teaching it to her. Right. So it's like I always have to sit there and realize like, dude, don't be a dick. Like she's here helping you. Right. She's like really keeping you on track, keeping you focused, keeping you comfortable, right. helping you do whatever you need to do. Like, don't be a dick. Right. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And I think with us, it works out well because Sammy does a lot of, she's in charge of a lot of stuff that I not only have no passion in, I'm not good at. So yeah. I think it definitely works out well there. That, and we have like a select few things that we have separate. So because we're husband and wife and we own a business together, we have those couple things that like are ours. Yeah. Like I coach basketball. That's my sanity. If I didn't have okay. that, I'd. I don't think he would be around right now. Yeah, no. So she also goes as like an MMA fighter in her off time. I've been her only opponent, apparently, and I've lost every single match. That's hysterical. So like when it comes to like doing, getting these people, you know, how, how far ahead do you line up your collaborations like with these breweries and stuff? Because like even with this podcast, I'm finding it kind of tough to like, I reach out to people and they're all like, yeah. We're, we'll do it. We're interested. This, this, and that. And then it kind of seems like, you know, we don't all just like kind of agree on a day. Right. And then it's it's like, just wishy-washy. Yeah. And we like, I'm trying so hard. My wife wants me to create a calendar and line people up for like the next couple months. Yes. Sammy, yeah. I mean, you're the same. It's definitely a wife thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's what I want to do. We just had that do. conversation on the way up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, Jess and I just had a conversation today. She said, okay, great. So when you're done with these guys, Who's next? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm reaching out to a couple of people. And she's like, get them <laughs> scheduled. Get them scheduled. And right. dude, it's 100% right. That's what has to happen. It, so not only does it have to happen, it, it, it's the industry, right? Like yeah. the brewing industry is just, I, again, with us specifically, I know you do a lot of you know business stuff too. Right. Um, but the brewing industry is just, they don't even know outside of their production schedule what's going on in the next 30 <laughs> right. days. Yeah. And I think that's a, you know, a lot of, small businesses, right? Um, with us, we don't have a whole ton of resources and capabilities. And some of these brewery owners are still working their full-time job. Like, so for them to like commit to something is tough. Um, but the, I, I said this before, patience is key, right? So we put four years in uh, to this industry and we give, 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 do whatever we can to support these businesses. And we're doing great stuff in the industry and it's starting to pay off. Right. So they see that we're not one of those companies that popped up and straight up asked, ask, ask, ask right. for stuff. And then they, the, that whatever that business was just fizzles out and goes away. And I think the industry kind of knows that, but they've seen how active we are in everything that we're doing to help uh, the craft beer industry, not just in, in and around Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but the entire country. Um, now, when we reach out, when we're doing like this video series, mm-hmm. we, we were able to line up three breweries in one day with 24 hours notice. That's because awesome. they saw like the value of what we bring. They're like, yeah, yeah, Dennis, like we've been meaning to hang out anyways. Just come on down. Uh, historically, as far as, you know, getting breweries signed up and featured in brew boxes, man, it was it, it was tough. Right. Yeah. Because we can't afford to pay for all the swag and the merch. Right. Yeah. Right. Because then it's not a sustainable business for us. So just getting really good at having the conversation that 
this is a unique marketing opportunity, opportunity. for you. Yeah. You know, quit playing, paying for Google AdWords, quit paying for, um, you know, Facebook ads, like that kind of stuff. If you, if you're not a marketing person, you're throwing your money away because you have no idea about keyword optimization. Do this. It's more of a, it's, it costs less. Yeah. It's more of an ROI and you're actually getting things that people are going to be wearing in perpetuity and pouring beer in it in perpetuity until it breaks and or their wife says you have too many beer glasses. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the first podcast that I had was with Invisible Man Brewing down here in Greensburg. Oh, yeah. Those dudes brought me pint glasses, uh, a growler, t-shirt. I'm actually wearing the t-shirt under here. Ooh. Um, Take it out. Right? <laughs> they, um, but that, I'm just having that physical merchandise in my hand. I mean, that coupled with the fact that I'm friends with these dudes and stuff. Oh, I'm yeah. very, very protective of those glasses. Their beer, <laughs> I could go down there and, and just say like, hey, one of my kids broke one of these. Can you just give me another glass? Right. But it's like, they reach up to like grab something and I'm like, eh, you drink the plastic glasses, leave my glasses alone. <laughs> it's like, you know, you have that people come over, you know, I gave my dad a beer in, in one of the invisible man with things. And that was before he had gone to the brewery and he was like, Oh, is this your friend's place? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, it's a cool logo. We need to go down there. And like just having that glass enough was, you know, marketing enough to have my dad just be like, yeah, let's go down there and have a beer. And we went down and man, did we put a shift in? I'll Thank you, you for validating our business model. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, where an ad would get them to your website for six to 30 seconds. Like yeah. how that, that was it. Right. You know, and, I mean, six to 30 seconds. That's, that's, that's if you're lucky. That's yeah, if you that's have true. some good shit on your website. Yeah, right. And some of the websites I've seen out there are just <laughs> not the knock on harpoon, but I will mention them because we, we were there great brewery. Like yeah. we like the place, but they're great one beer. of the, they're great a beer. huge brewery. And I was on a live uh, YouTube live uh, show the other day and Harpoon came up in conversation and we went to the website and it was just, you know how things don't layer properly. So you're scrolling mm-hmm. through, but the menu's like frozen with a transparent oh. back. So you can't see or read anything. Yeah. And that was like one of those experiences where if you're relying solely on website traffic, yeah. the drive business, you lose. Yeah. And that's, that's a big part of like my, my video business is right. trying to like let people know like hey you know if you're if you're gonna waste your time and money having a website you need good content you for do. these people to see i mean what's the point in having a website if you don't have good content for them something that's gonna draw people in right i mean it, introduce yourself to the community they need know? to be doing one video a month with you at a minimum one long form video um where they can cut it up yeah. and use it for different uh, social media content yep. to Absolutely. stay relevant. Yeah, that's pretty much what the business model is right now. I have a bunch of clients that will do big videos, mm-hmm. and those we we house those on their website. We take and we cut that up, and we go into like little snippets that we throw out on Instagram or Facebook or any kind of social channel, and we cross cross promote use those videos to send them to the website and yep. to watch that longer form video. And you know, if you're interested in that business at all whatsoever, then yeah, you're going to go watch that video. Absolutely. You know, it's just, uh, I think I, I really like what you guys are doing, taking this whole marketing approach with these guys, because I mean, I have some clients that will pump some money into Facebook ads, things like that. And some people see a return, right? Certain types of businesses see a good return from that. Um, 
one of my businesses or one of my clients, they are kind of like a community based business. Um, they deal with, uh, um, I don't want to say troubled youth, but troubled youth. Oh yeah. So they they deal with them, and you know a lot of their stuff, their their posts are, you know, it's they're touching, they're touching posts and stuff like that. So I think that they see a really good return on Facebook because of people wanting to, you know, see what that is to feel something when they see that, but to have like a brewery, right? Do it. I mean, like, unless you're a fan of the brewery, like, who cares? It's right. just beer. This is, you know, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So it's not like you're not helping a kid or you're not helping. And there's a no, family. there's no emotional right. attachment to exactly. that. Exactly. You know? Um, so that's where growing organically and, and content is going to be king. Absolutely. You got to put so much stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had sir, some of our subscribers actually plan vacations around some of the breweries that we've sent out. You know, we featured Geary Brewing, which is the oldest brewery in uh, Maine. Yeah. And uh, they went ahead and planned a whole vacation to go visit the brewery because that's what they received in the box. That's awesome. Which is like, cool. I'm like, oh, man, this stuff works. Dude. This isn't snake oil. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like that alone right there. That's like, that's a huge return. Right. And like you just also said, your dad saw the glass and was like, that's cool. Let's do this. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like my brother was in town. He lives in D.C. And uh, we got to hang out right right around like cr- between christmas and new years and i told him that we were doing this this yeah. podcast and he was like dude get every piece of information on these boxes i'm like super <laughs> interested like and at the time um i was kind of confused i didn't know if you guys like did send beer through right. the mail and stuff and um then yeah, i learned the next day that you did not and it was uh but the swag alone i right. mean that is that's awesome. That's like, say I get like a really cool glass or a shirt or a sticker or something. Right. And I'm just like, who are these people? Yeah. It's, it's an introduction to somebody's business. That's Absolutely. that's the handshake you're looking for. Absolutely. That's the handshake. And we only work with small businesses. If they have a product or something like in Walmart, they're too big for us to work yeah. with. You nice. Know? The I biggest like uh, brewery we probably worked with is... Um, I would say, well, Stone Brewing was one of our first Ooh. breweries that we worked with, right? I love so we, Stone. we worked with Stone, New Belgium, Avery, uh, and then locally or semi locally, uh, Southern Tier. Very As well cool. as some of the big guys, Evil Genius, Weibacher. Yeah. Like a lot of those beer folks. And it's crazy, you know, so you only identify with their brand. Like, so for example, for Evil Genius, pop culture references, like I'm a big fan, mm-hmm. but once when I got to know the owner, Luke, I, now when I go to, you know, the store to pick up beer, um, if I want someone that's not local, uh, I now think, oh man, there's Luke's beer, right? So yeah. it, 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 it transcends those bounds of brand and person, yeah. which I think is huge, especially with uh, voice uh, growing. So when I say voice, like Google, Alexa, like that stuff is the next level in business. Oh, it's yeah. going to be as huge as uh, when the internet happened, because here's why. And this is what I tell all the breweries. Do not be worried about, you know, sales transaction. I get it. Like you need sales. You got to pay. Sure. You got to pay your bills, but you need to be focused on building a brand because you best believe when you're no longer necessarily doing a Google search, you, if you did the, your job right and you built a brand, they better not say closest brewery. They better say first sip brewery. They yeah. better say 
Allegheny City beers, what do they have on tap? If you don't build the brand, you're going to miss the mark. This is going to be huge. It could be the next five years. It could be 10 years. But unless you're building, you know, if you're building your brand for legacy and to keep it going, that's something you need to think about because technology is happening. Absolutely, it is. For sure. I mean, like, I was just having a conversation the other night about just, uh, you know, technology in the camera world. I mean, oh, yeah. Like, Dude, it's it's insane. I mean, I remember when I got my first my big full frame Canon DSLR. I mean, that thing was the hottest shit on the planet. <laughs> and, you know, I've only had it for I think about six or seven years at this point. But I mean, it's the low light capabilities aren't as good as, you know, the new Sony right. that I got. And Sony traditionally specializes more in, you know, low lighting capabilities, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Like Sony, Sony's got some great technology when it comes to like low light or, uh, you know, any kind of uh, slow motion type stuff. Like they put a lot into every camera that they manufacture. Yeah. They, they really give you everything. They're not one of those companies <laughs> that's like, we have the technology, we'll save it for the next version. Right. No, they're just like, boom, here. Take it. That's awesome. And, you know, that's why people like Sony. Sony's a great brand. Um, but it's just like, how often do you really just things are changing all right. the time? So you have to get innovative with your marketing. You that's do. the biggest thing. I mean, like, I've said it on this podcast a million times already. Word of mouth is the best it is. It's form of, of marketing that anyone could ever do. Right. And how are you going to innovate that? Like how, how do you change it? How do you, how do you roll, you know, with the, the, uh, the tide basically, you know, and what you guys are doing is basically it's a, it's a word of mouth type thing, but you're also giving somebody a physical product. Right. So it's the best of both worlds. Yeah. So it's word of mouth and we're turning their backs and their chest and the billboards for that business. It's very cool. I mean, like with the podcast, like everyone was like, how are you going to market how are you going to market this? And I was like, well, it's local. So right. that immediately will gain some attention. It'll gain attention. And just by doing it, right. Right. Like, figure out how to market afterwards. Do it. Yeah. You know, just do it. And then like, it was whole like, well, why are you doing this? Like, I want to market my video business to the local businesses right. around here. How are we going to do it? I use this podcast as a vehicle to market my video business. No one wants to listen to someone without a platform. Right. You're just a dude with an opinion at that point. Yeah. If you have a platform that builds credibility mm-hmm. and you weren't just talking about doing something, you actually got up and did it. Got up and did it. And that's the whole thing. I mean, that's the mantra of this whole entire podcast, man. I mean, there's people that do and there's people that don't. I want to talk to the doers. Yep. I want to talk the to movers the movers and shakers. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, that's the coolest thing is just like connecting with people that also said, oh man, this could cost me a lot of money and it could wreck me financially if I tried to do this, but fuck it, I'm doing it because yep. it's something that I want to do. You, you can't breathe, right? right. Without doing it, you without taking that jump. You, you know, and I didn't realize this for the longest time, but that's where I was. Like I had to start the next, my, my thing. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to keep putting it off and, you know, and be 40 years old or I could have had a business for 10 or 15 years by right. that point. And a lot of people, so for example, when we started our own um, video series, The Daily Sip, the Daily just made Sip. up that name. I will <laughs> roll with it. I thought you about just it, made that up I right thought, here? Well, I thought about it on the way here. I like it. But I, this is the first time that anyone's heard it outside of my mouth. <laughs> fucking heard it here first. The Daily Sip. Yeah. The Daily Sip. Uh, 
you know, people ask us, well, you, you don't know how to edit video. You don't know how to do this. I was like, yeah, but I'll figure it out. You will figure it out. So I, I did it. And then, uh, my buddy, Steve, who is a freelance, you know, videographer mm-hmm. studied, um, cinematography. I don't even know if I said that right. You but did. He, 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 he's, he's very talented, right? Yeah. He saw it. He was like, dude, this is, this hurts my heart. (laughs) And he wasn't saying it to be mean, right? Like him and I had an offline conversation. I was like, look, man, this is where I stand. Like you can't just read about doing pushups, right? right? You got to do it. So that was my philosophy with this. I was like, I'm just going to do it. And eventually I'm going to learn one thing after another because I can't afford to hire someone. And I'm, and he was like, bro, you could just like send stuff to me. I'll do it. I was like, Steve, and I appreciate that. And he's helped us over the years doing stuff. He actually runs, um, hot, nation usa podcast which is like beer podcast awesome and um he helps he's been helping us over the years but i also didn't want to you know burden someone yeah like i rather even if it's not you know grade a stuff it's it's the content's great and everything else i would just figure it out as i go yeah i mean like in the resources that you have available to you these days youtube any any of these guys out there that's kind of what i started doing my creative outlet while i was stuck in that corporate world was making YouTube videos. So I started, and I was sitting there thinking, I, I did some videos about like the electric skateboards and, you know, things like that. And then all of a sudden I was like, well, you know, once I started seeing some traction on my channel, I was like, well, what is it that I do? Like what I need to focus down? Just like we were talking about earlier. And I was like, cameras. I really love cameras. I like teaching people how to edit. I like teaching people how Ooh. to shoot. Yeah, we'll talk. So my whole entire channel on YouTube is based on how to shoot videos, how to shoot better videos, edit videos, shoot photography, things like that. And uh, what I realized was that, you know, the people that I was marketing to on YouTube were the people that were right at my skill level. And it's Mm. like, they already know how to do this. Why are they looking to me? So what I did then was focused everything down to beginners. Okay. And I was like, well, these are the people that are on YouTube looking. How do I do this? You know, you know, you might be a guy like me sitting there, like running through after effects or something, trying to do some animation. And then like, ah, shit, this is what I want to do. How do I do this? You jump on YouTube real quick, you figure it out and then it's done, right? You're done with that. But when you're a beginner, you look to these people like, Hey, that's uh, like a teacher to me. So that's what I started doing. And, uh, you know, the channel gained some traction and, and it's awesome. So you can get on there. Uh, you can just type in how to edit video or whatever. And a million guys are going to pop up, check them out. I mean, dude, it's all about, you know, I mean, between you and Sammy, I'm sure yeah. you guys can put together the story. Right. Storyline is that's something that everyone kind of knows how to do because, you watch TV, you watch movies, right. things like that. You know stories. You tell stories. Right. And we do um, that for a living. <laughs> exactly. So it's the technical aspect of putting that together. And right. once you start to edit, once you get that bug. No, it was it, fun. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> I love editing. Like, And then you're so proud to watch what you create. Yeah. Dude, you know? I put together like 10 or 15 seconds. I make a few cuts. I go back. I watch my 10 or 15 seconds. That gives me the... Yeah, the movement, the acceleration, right, you feel it, keep going, keep going. This is going to be awesome because I did this back here. Maybe I should do it again right here. 
stick with the theme. Then you start to just start to think and dude, it's awesome, man. I love it. <laughs> so like, you know, you getting into, you know, doing something that you're not a hundred percent familiar with is, I mean, that's what today is. Right. And that's my whole personality. If I don't know how to yeah. do it, that's not going to stop me. Right. <laughs> it's guerrilla marketing. Man. Yep. That's, I mean, it just is what it is. Absolutely. It's awesome. It's very impressive. I'm going to grab another beer. Do you oh, want one? You know it. <laughs> All right. Let me jump over real quick. You can talk. I'll just talk. I'll buy myself. I love it. It's the best conversation you can oh, have. Oh, no, this is good. The Hop Avenger. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> this gets the creative juices flowing. Certainly does. So you guys are making a whole day out of uh, visiting Greensburg. We are. So we're actually um, doing some work with featuring uh, the Laurel Highlands Poor Tour. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and yeah. they're doing, like we the met little, them. The passport thing? Yeah. So yeah. we met them a few months ago at the Greensburg Craft Beer Week mm-hmm. um, when they did their beer fest for homebrewers. Yeah. Um, Is that how you met Jess? So I've known Jess for years Oh, now. really? Yeah. So I've known her for years from being a part of that. She's awesome. And supporting like all the, I don't know where she gets all of her energy, but that's where, that's right. where I found out about this podcast yeah. was when you did that with, with Jess, I was like, Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I got to get on there. <laughs> dude, she's awesome, man. She's always doing something really cool for the city and right. for the businesses around here. She's like, you know, just such a, a cool activist. She's a community yeah. activist. She is. That's what she is. And it's it's very neat to be able to have a resource like that, like in my backyard. Yep. It's, it's nice to like run into her, to talk to her. We talk, you know, about restaurants around here. We talk about... All kinds of stuff. The business is popping up and things. And that's you know, super cool. It's real fun. Like and when me and my wife, whose also name is Jess, when we run <laughs> into uh, when we run into her, you know, we sit there and we talk and we have beers and we turn in, you know, absolutely just on and on and on about uh, about the community. And yeah, stuff. And which it's is real cool. That, that's cool to have someone like that. And it's funny that you bring up Jess. So and invisible, uh, invisible man, invisible right? man, invisible yeah. man. So we're visiting them. There are second stop, Sammy. After Yellow Bridge. Oh, so you guys are going out to Delmont, then yeah. back to Greensburg. Yeah, that's, you know. Dang. All right. That's what we do, baby. That's why, that's why Sammy's driving. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm not. Well, Absolutely, it gives me time because yeah. I'm, you know, doing content, like, right. responding to people like in route. Um, but when we get to Invisible Man Brewing, after we do some stuff with them, uh, we're, Jess is going to come over. We're going to do a little little snippet with nice. her as well. So it, it's all about pulling in, like, folks that you've grown, grown close to over the years. So whenever we go to a beer fest, it legitimately feels like a family reunion. Yeah. Like seeing, and it's cool to see everyone one grow together like mm-hmm. not just in relationships but growing as a business yeah and you remember when you were just a couple of guys like that were up to no good and absolutely started making trouble in my neighborhood right okay i'm done i got to look at my wife she was like <laughs> stop it you are not funny you only have five friends <laughs> no very funny i actually had this conversation with a friend of mine um back i threw a chris ugly christmas sweater party like two years ago and this is a guy that I used to skateboard with me and my friends. Like we all hung out and, um, you know, we lost, we lost touch. I mean, we all went to college and we lost touch with Jay and, um, eventually through Facebook and Instagram and stuff like we got tight again. And then we went out and we grabbed some lunch and then, you know, 
fast forward to this party, he was sitting there just saying like, man, how did, how, how did you just think that like, you know, all of us were going to end up, you know, either owning our own businesses or being like, you know, very successful in the businesses that we're working for and things like that. He was like, we were all just like a bunch of little punks <laughs> sitting around in a parking lot, skateboarding and like, you know, drinking underage and doing oh, yeah. like all this shit, you know? <laughs> Basically, just troublemakers doing our thing, you know, and <laughs> where the six-year-old man's like those damn yeah, kids. <laughs> yeah, it was just like you know, it was awesome, and that is really like the feeling that really like stuck with me when he said that. He was like, "I'm just so proud to see all of us like very happy doing our thing. Something that we want to do, and right, you know, for you to bring that up, I mean, that's that's awesome because and that's something that sticks with me a lot. And I think there's something to be said about that, right? So. Growing up, it was literally me and my couple other best friends. Um, one of the families had like eight kids. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of friends from that family. <laughs> right, yeah. uh, but as we, we like made fun of each other mm-hmm. a lot. Bust balls, man. We bust balls whenever we didn't get good grades or like we would literally call someone stupid for not knowing something. Right, yeah. So it created this atmosphere of us going out you know, learning whatever we can, constantly bettering ourselves. Almost, yeah, every single one of us joined the military. Yeah. Um, I I went the Army route. My other buddy, James, went the Army route. Manny, it's funny how he joined the Marine Corps. So he had a date at the mall. And growing up, we didn't have much. We didn't have vehicles or anything. Yeah. So the mall was a two-hour walk. Grew up in New Kensington. Oh, dang. So walking to Pittsburgh Mills Mall. And so he walked there. Unfortunately, he got stood up by his date. Oh, shit. So who was, That's a long walk. He did not want to walk back home, but there was a Marine recruiter. Yeah. And then he was like, look, man, you give me a ride home. I'll join the Marine Corps. <laughs> Legitimately what he did, a man to his word. And he uh, he's an air traffic controller. My buddy James wow. is up in um, uh, Connecticut. He is... He does a lot of stuff in like local government, um, degree wise, and he also he's going back to school for a graduate degree, and he uh, is still in the military. Does all kinds of stuff, but tying it back into your point, so I think uh, the relationships you forge early on determine who you become Absolutely. later on in life. Uh, and also, one one thing I want to put out there to deliver more value to the listeners: if you have you know those childhood friends, people that are important to you, there's and, and you're going to say they're important, mm-hmm. you best well show it. There's no excuse if someone comes into town or they don't live too far away and you haven't seen them for a while, you need to go see them. Anything yeah. can happen, right? So we just traveled up to Boston. We stayed with my one buddy. We lived with him for a week. Visited 15 different breweries. Yeah. Had some meetings uh on the way back down we stopped in connecticut with my other buddy james and then in scranton with the marine air traffic controller manny nice um so what i'm saying if those people are important like do it yeah like anything can happen tomorrow dude absolutely no i agree it's cool man i mean like to sit there and like you know that was one thing that i learned when i was younger it was just like man friends are just like everything friends are everything you know friends and family and you just have to you stick with these people and you push people to do better things you know uh my buddy jay that i was talking about he uh when the when the youtube channel was just kind of like lifting off the ground and stuff like that he was like yo dude i really like your videos and blah 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 and he'd give me some pointers he's not a video guy but he would give me pointers as how he saw the show Mm. and like how he saw the videos and he was just like you know, 
from a listening or a, a viewer standpoint, you know, maybe try and do this. And I would take that and say like, hell yeah, I'll, I'll try it out. And it really started to, to help out. Wow. Like, you know, just like little tips and tricks and stuff like that. Like, hey, you know, maybe you're like a little too much FaceTime. Maybe show some more examples. Mm. Awesome. Okay. And, you know, I would do that. And, you know, the videos have gone and gotten more views and things like that. And this is, and the channel is, you know, getting bigger and better. And it's awesome. And I haven't even put out a video in a long time, actually. <laughs> which, well, which I mean, kind of sucks. <laughs> but... uh but that's kind of cool though, because he was coming from a place where he didn't he didn't want there was no agenda, right? He right, wanted yeah. nothing in return, um, and he actually wanted to see you succeed. Yeah, that's the thing, so, man. That's like that's the coolest thing about just you know like your group of friends and you and and my group of friends and me. It's just a uh, you know it's awesome. I get like real excited. Not only like in Greensburg, this whole like revitalization thing that's going around in Greensburg. Right. I mean, there's tons of restaurants and bars and everything popping up, and it's not only because like I'm, you know, I'm friends with some of these people. It's, it's also because, I mean, this is, this is bettering my community. It is my, my wife and and the kids are going to be able to see something and enjoy something in this town that wasn't available five years ago. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, that's important. And I lived in, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Oh, good old Lancaster. Okay. Lancaster. That is like, that's heaven. That place is heaven when it comes to small business, community, right. uh, just all of that stuff. Local everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I mean, it's real fun. It's real just important to to latch on to, like, what you've got here. And, you know, like you said, just get out there and, and do it. Do it. And, talk, and obviously, you're called the local. Mm-hmm. <laughs> local 724. Right. Um more people should be more focused on what's going on in their local economies, local government, Absolutely. than they are presidential stuff. Right. Like, honestly, if you think any of that stuff's going to help you on the national scale, I mean, obviously, if you're in the military, yeah, you got to kind of watch some like stuff sure. for deployment uh, purposes, but you're going to see a much more of an impact like what, what Jess is doing here in yeah. Greensburg. Like, just get out there, see what you can do to better your local community, because if that's what's yeah. going to impact your life, for exactly. sure. Yeah, just putting some like shitty little snarky comment on right. Facebook or about Twitter, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Either way, it's not going to do anything for you. Right. Like get nope. out there and like better, better your immediate surroundings. Right. I mean, dude, I agree with that hundred percent. That's amazing. One hundo. Oh yeah. Cheers, Cheers on that. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys back to the beer box, you guys have been in business. This is going to be your fifth year in business, correct? So April is going to complete our fourth year going into the fifth year. We just had a whole yeah. conversation around this because we were getting confused how long it's actually been. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's got to be just like mind blowing to think yeah. about like all the stuff that you guys have gone through. It's amazing to me being like a fan of craft beer and all of that, being a local, being, you know, inundated in this whole community that I didn't even know about this right. until you commented on Jess's podcast and then I was like, who's this guy? <laughs> and like went and like just did a little research on you. And I was like, well, holy shit. I like grabbed my wife and I'm like, this guy's doing fucking great stuff. <laughs> so, I mean, like you were immediately, I was like, I got to get this guy on immediately. Absolutely. So it took a little it, bit of time, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy how things work out. Right. And I try to do at least five different podcasts every single month. Yeah. Um, which is a lot. Right. But I, the, 
the value in doing a podcast and only is that more content for you going in. Uh, traditionally, people that listen to podcasts uh, have more expendable income to actually purchase stuff, mm-hmm. you know, to do things like that. Um, they're people that are learning new skill sets and, and staying up to date on current events and things yeah. like that as well. So it's definitely something you have to do. And it's been a journey. It, it's been insane. Like looking back on a lot of people think, oh, well, you got to have like a 10 year plan. You got to do that's just all getting stuck from executing. Like before you can do a five year plan, you need to make a sale first. Right. Like (laughs) you just got to do it. Don't quit getting stuck in analysis paralysis. Like Mm -hmm. at one point, it's just like going to the gym. I went to Barnes and Noble's bought my $2.50 like espresso from Starbucks because I didn't want to just be there all day and not support Barnes and Nobles before they end up like borders. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And just sit there and legitimately read tons of different books, take notes, and one day turned into two days a week, two to three, three to four. And now we're working on the business every single day, but it doesn't feel like work. Yeah, dude, it's It's what we're doing for us because we're not doctors, we're not lawyers. I was telling Sammy that if we want to live the life that we want, we got to create something. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. It's awesome. Sammy, what's the, what, like, what's your take on like all of this? Do you, are you like, are you a big fan of the craft beer as well? Do you, how's it, how's this translate? (laughs) No, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I think we started that journey together and we've both kind of grown with it. Um, we have a little bit of different tastes in beer. But, oh, yeah, way different. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, th- I, th- I mean, I'm on board and I love learning new things. Um, I don't come from a background of the same kind of stuff as Dennis. I actually yeah. work in the mental health field. So that I've been learning and teaching myself everything. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, you've been I mean, great. That's awesome. <laughs> Being in the mental health field helps. Yeah. Because you know, she has to deal with me. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. What 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 is your favorite beer? Oh, oh God! Well, I'm a or favorite type of beer. Let's go that way. I like Belgians. I like sh- like the strong Dude. Belgians. Like is the this like, is this a woman thing? Because like my wife is just all the higher about the percentage. The Belgians. She's all about the Belgians. The Hefeweizen. All that shit. Yeah. Me personally, <laughs> I hate those. I can't. So I, don't, I can't do the taste. the Hefe's and Yeah. Just Belgians, strong Belgians. Uh, sours. Oh God! There we go. I just like I saisons. Saisons. She like likes saison also. We both like stouts and porters. Yeah, but. I'm more of a dark beer fan, but yeah. I do like a very crushable uh, IPA. So years ago, when we first started, we actually <laughs> did not like Neither IPAs one of us at all. Liked IPAs. Yeah, uh, but over time and through the yeah. New England style IPAs, more crushable. It's For just sure. changed our and opened up our palates a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of bitter. I will not be drinking it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I like a lot more hop than she does. Yeah. Now. I mean, same way. Whenever I first started with craft beer, it was just like, this is like a little too much taste for me. Right. I'm not digging this. Um, IPAs were just like, yo, uh, this is like funky tasting. Like this shit tastes bad. <laughs> it tastes like it's been left outside for like two In years. Grandma's cedar chest. Right. Yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> So I was just like, you know, this is terrible. I grew a taste for it. Now it's just like, dude, the funkier, the better. Yeah. The hoppier, the better. It's crazy how that changes. (laughs) It is nuts, man. Like, I really, really love IPAs. Like, I just, everybody loves IPAs. But, like, just the the funkier, the taste, the better. And then the Belgians, like, and, you know, with my wife's taste and stuff like that, how I actually really knew that I got turned on to um, 
Invisible Man was we were at a at a bar. Uh, one of the other owners owns Hugo's down mm. here, and oh yeah, she, I uh, saw that. So they had on tap. They had one of the Invisible Man breweries before they opened up. Because she one knows there, a person, right? <laughs> and uh, they had a Belgian on, and so. My buddy's there, Sean, who owns the brewery. Hey, Sean. And uh, Ted was there, and Steph was there. And so there's the three owners right there. And I'm thinking, well, obviously, you know, I want to support the business and stuff. Give me one of those. And I got it. First idea, take a sip, say, yes, I like it, hand it off to the wife, and (laughs) there we go. I've supported the business. I took a sip, and I was like, holy shit, this actually tastes really good. Took another sip, and I was like, holy fuck, I like this. This is weird. So I bought Jess another one, and I was like, this is crazy. And it was a Belgian? It was a Belgian, and I couldn't believe it. Like, that's what really turned me on to them is because, like, their beers are just, like, insanely drinkable. You guys yeah. are going to have I'm excited. Blast. I'm excited to visit those Dude, guys. I'm half tempted to come back and visit with you whenever you guys get down there. Because, <laughs> well, we'll hit you up, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I only live two minutes away, and I love the brewery. That's what we do on Thursday nights. We go out on date night. We eat dinner and then we go to the brewery. That'd be kind of cool. Do another segment with you. Yeah, that'd Just be awesome. On. All right, that'd Don, be fun. Don't tease me with a good time. I'm all about. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, your, your the presence that you guys have on social media is is quite impressive. Thank you. I I enjoy what you guys are doing. I know. Do you take? Do you do all of like the so I, photos and the marketing? I do all of like the that? photos, all, photos. all of the content creation. Yeah. The only two, you're doing a great job. Thank you. The only two things I don't do are LinkedIn and Twitter because and I hate YouTube. Both. Yeah. Well, YouTube, but YouTube counts. It counts. Yeah. yeah LinkedIn and, and and Twitter to me are almost. I, I know why you split that. Me. It, it is a different. Mindset. It's an analytical. Those uh-huh. are the two analytical. Right. Uh. Social channels, you're more the creative channels. Yeah. And that is why I really don't use Twitter or LinkedIn as much as I should because I'm more you would hooked. slay it on LinkedIn. I, I feel like I probably could. I just, it's. Well, don't, here's the difference. I need to learn don't, more about don't, it. Don't, no, screw that. Okay. You don't need to learn more it. about it. <laughs> right. And here's why don't treat it as being different. Yes, contextually, every platform, like formatting wise, it is different. Yeah. Think of LinkedIn just like Facebook. Or okay. LinkedIn is changing. Yeah. It's no don't think of it as that big stuffy corporate. Like I feel like there's office. rules that I have to follow. Fuck the you, rules. Right? I know. Legitimately treat it just like Facebook and you will slay it. You already do all the crazy like video stuff yeah. and photos. Just post the same thing on there and I promise it will work for you. Awesome. Because what I want to do is like like I said in the beginning, this this podcast is kind of started as a vehicle to market my other business. Right. And, you know, at first I was kind of giving this almost no value. I love this podcast now. It is something that's transcended the idea of just being a vehicle. Right. And so I want to give it more attention. And in doing that, I'll also be giving my video business more attention. Right. And uh, they're in the same vehicle. Right. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, pushing this out to to different businesses and things or, or people that might be interested in being on. I mean, the cool thing about being on a podcast or having a podcast is you don't need to know everything about right. your subject. I think that people get confused and they're like, oh, well, I have to know about 
astrophysics to talk about. Nope. It. You don't. That sounds like the whole idea. Kind of project. Right? <laughs> he invited that physicist on. Yeah. I mean, we sit here and we talk about it, and you tell me. You're right. telling me, you're telling the audience. Absolutely. I'm just here to steer the ship. You're That's here it. to talk. You know what I mean? It's talk about your passion and things. And then like, you know, somewhere down the line, I will tie in my passions to, you know. Right. And, and without the podcast or without that platform, we never even would have known that you existed. Yeah. Right. For- and it's a very cool thing. That's why I'm like real excited that you said earlier in this, that you guys are taking this like marketing approach. It's such a cool idea. I think that, you know, what you guys are doing, you're taking something that you love together, you know, that a, that's special just because you love it, you love it together. Right. And now you're, you're offering this, this, this marketing plan, this whole entire thing to, you know, breweries to go out there and try something different. You know, I mean, absolutely. And every brewery that we work with, we, we, intrinsically want to see them succeed. So it's not a transactional relationship where we feature them for a month and we forget about them. The people that we work with and we feature when these big collaboration projects come up, we think of them Mm -hmm. when there's something going on that we think would benefit them in their local area or nationally. We reach out to them. We, we honestly want to see the industry succeed, but especially the folks that have um, worked with us, especially early on. Yeah. Now we were just, a couple of people like saying that we do this thing. Um, we're so ingrained in the industry when we got married a year and a half ago, Sammy. Yeah. Almost a year and a half ago. Yeah. Uh, you told me the other day. I just remembered. I, I did no math. I just listened. It was yesterday. Uh, <laughs> um, we actually got our wedding reception at one of the first breweries that we worked with. Nice. So it's it, Dude, it's Allegheny synergy. City Brewing. There you go. <laughs> Pop them on. Oh, yeah. And that's that's the whole thing. I mean, like. Dude, that's the marketing. I mean, like they supported you in your business. You're supporting them in their business. You brought family, friends, all kinds of people to their business. And I'll I'll bet you at least half, at least 50% of those people are probably like, oh man, these guys make great beer. They make great food, blah, blah, blah. Let's go there again. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's just how, that's how it works. It's fantastic. Like I know uh, Jess and I, we got married at the beach over the summer. And so it was a very small thing. We're having a reception at the end of January. Mm. And immediately Jess was like, we have to get Invisible Man. We need to get a keg from them to take there because that's it's great beer. That's what we do on Thursdays. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sweet. So Thirsty Thursdays, talk, baby. Right? Talked to Sean <laughs> and I was like, yo, baby, what do I got to do to get a keg from you guys? And like we went through, we talked and... There it is. We're gonna That's have cool. a keg of their beer at our at our wedding oh, reception. I'm so excited. This right? Week. Not well. I'm excited for your wedding reception. Yeah. I hope it goes great. But well, I'm excited you. for Invisible Man. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's very cool. Like what kinds of what kinds of cool things come in your boxes? I want to talk more about the boxes. Yeah. Uh, so did you want to talk about it, Sammy? Okay. Yeah. No. Nope. She wants me to. Well, <laughs> she wants so me words. to. She wants me to talk so much. By the time we get back home, I don't talk to her. I'm just oh, ready for bed. Like shit. I just get really sleepy. So Genius. it's a, a long term plan. <laughs> um, but it's the unique merchandise from the breweries. So it's either brewery merch, like brewery t shirts, uh, pint glasses, stickers, coasters, and uh, or. We actually do collaborative designs where we partner with local artists or the brewery or we design something and get brewery input. And we actually design, you know, T-shirts and pint glasses together. And then uh, so an idea of some of the other uh, small businesses that we've worked with, um, 
We worked with Snake Guy, which is a local Pittsburgh spice company. Uh, he actually made beer spices for us, beer spice peanuts, beer spice pretzels. Like he does all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, um, sounds good. Uncle Jammy, he does beer based uh, barbecue sauces, dry rubs. Uh, folks out in Denver, they do uh, like beer popcorn seasoning beer coffee we're looking at working with a company that does beer shampoo and conditioner yeah. which is just insane so every single month it's different you never know what it's going to be uh so it's like one of those cool surprises it's the christmas and the holidays year round every time yeah. it shows up so when i first started subscribing to a subscription box some of the stuff i thought was cool but absolutely never used yeah so a lot of that goes into, you know, the, the customer experience when you want to make sure everything in there you're going to use. It's yeah. either you're going to wear the shirt, drink out of the pint glass, use that cool etched bottle opener or, you know, so we also partner with a company that does beer jellies. Um, so you can, we'll send you out a recipe card where you can actually like use those beer jellies for cooking. So it, it, it's a whole experience and our big mantra um, is obviously your beer gear is here, but it's like on a more deeper level, it's experiencing craft beer different differently. Yeah. It's not just the beer. The beer's great and it has to be good, but there's more that the brewing industry does as a catalyst to help small businesses across the country and communities across the country. And that's really what we try to highlight. That's awesome. That's really cool. So what does what what does a subscription what does a base subscription cost? So we have three tiers, 25, 49, 59. 25 is all the unique stuff from the brewery. So, you know, T-shirts, hats, pint glasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, 49 is the brewery plus those cool small companies. And then 59, the connoisseur level, the Mac Daddy. That the thing, Daddy Mac. Yeah, Daddy Mac. Daddy Mac make you. <laughs> it has even more stuff in there. You know, if, uh, you know, full size, bigger size products, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. A lot of the times it's hard for us to close the box. And even at $59, it's super approachable. Um, for most folks, uh, that's why you have the three tiers, whichever one you know you want to subscribe to. And then we're super flexible. You can cancel whenever you want, do a one-time gift box. We're there. Uh, we do customized like, corporate gift boxes for corporate yeah. gifting. So we actually work with folks in the real estate industry around a program to send brew boxes to the ho- new homes of folks that buy houses. So it's a really easy way for you to thank customers for using your platform. That's genius. And I heard you can even do it for uh, folks that run like video companies and stuff too. You can like send it out to clients. (laughs) That's really cool. I'll have to look into that. (laughs) So are you guys like, are you guys boxing this stuff up? Like at, your house so or your I, office. I have to or, say this. I'm not doing any I boxing. I do all Sammy of the boxing. Is. You know what? I, I was about to say, I'll bet Sammy's doing all that. <laughs> Every single one. Because when I do it, it looks like it just like travel around the world. And no, it looks like a child put it together. So you wrap Christmas true. gifts and you do not. Correct. I do, but I just use most this, mostly tape. This year's Christmas tape presents bags. were wrapped with um, packaging tape. So it took me 10 minutes to open each gift. Mm-hmm. And I laughed every revolution I made with the tape. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad guy. I can't do wrapping paper. But you are the one who puts these I things put together. All the boxes you put together. All the boxes together. I keep all the customers in check. Everyone, yeah. I know what everyone gets. Oh, God, I couldn't do that. Um, Just a ballpark. You can share if you want to, share if you don't. How many of these boxes are you guys sending out a month? Roughly around a hundred. Yeah. It fluctuates between a hundred and hundred and fifty. Cow. And and it's all done in our second bedroom right now. That's yeah. fantastic. Well, <laughs> we have an office, but it doesn't 
make sense. Like that's just too much transporting all yeah. the inventory. Yeah. Like our office is down in Bakery Square, uh-huh. um, Pittsburgh. Yeah. And that's about 35 minutes away from our house. Um, and we have that place because we want a pitch contest and an accelerator getting up and did like a mini shark tank. Yeah. Cause we couldn't afford an office otherwise. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, it's working. It's crazy. So Sammy actually put together a huge map, maybe five by five feet um, of the world because maps, I guess, come in all kinds of shapes and sizes. Right, yeah. And uh, <laughs> she has a pin in everywhere we traveled and a different color pin in every city that we've had a subscriber. That and it's just awesome. crazy seeing it peppered across yeah, the globe. Like, we've hit, so if you're listening all over the country, we've hit every state but the Dakotas, Wyoming, and Nevada. I'm certain so to think they there. don't have the internet. Like, I'm really... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> but we've also hit over 200 cities now. And then, like Dennis said earlier, five different countries. Yeah, so the U.S., Canada, Ireland, Brazil, and now New Zealand. That's so cool. It's so neat that you guys are, like, doing this. That's that's a lot of boxes for you to pack. It's a lot of boxes. And ship. Pack. Oh, yeah. Shipping's insane. I, I, I at least do yeah. all the. I print all, the labels, all the labels and all that print the stuff labels and, and stuff. I do all that stuff. We Very obviously cool. prepay because when we show up, we're literally <laughs> taking carts of boxes. Yeah. To the post office, but they've grown to love us because everything's done. They just everything's scan done. it in. Yeah. And they're like, so this past holiday season, obviously our busiest mm-hmm. and the line was <laughs> out the door and people are like, who are these guys? Like, right? I don't yeah. know if that's what they sounded like. I'm sure they but, did. <laughs> just wheeling in our wagon we're full just of boxes. Going, <laughs> we're just going around everyone. You guys are taking a red flyer just, full of boxes. <laughs> and we're just like setting them up on the counter. Like this is what we do. A radio all the time. Yeah. yeah, this is what we do all the time. Uh, you should have paid for the label ahead of time, rookie. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, I mean, dude, it's things like that that you know you guys have learned over the last four and a half years, yeah. <laughs> and you know it's only going to get better from there. I mean, you guys are going to be able to. Who knows? And like we're saying with technology and things, who the fuck knows? Yeah. What's, what what kind of shipping streamline technology is going to come up? Right. You know? And we're finally starting to, you know, get sponsorships. Yeah. Uh, from companies seeing a value to actually pay just to have a little thing inside the box. Dude, yeah. So we're finding unique ways to actually pay for these ridiculous, like, shipping charges yeah. and all that stuff. Uh, dude, I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, it's something. I mean, because, you know, 29, 20, 25? 25 for the base? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so, uh, you pay a little bit for shipping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's very affordable. Right. For, Especially if you think something, t-shirts uh, are 20 to $30. Like, brewery yeah. shirts are 20 to 30 bucks. Yeah. And then, I mean, like, even just breaking into the idea of, like, the logistics of running this type of a company. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's I fun. mean. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you guys enjoy it because, I mean, this is something that, like, is just, I think it's so cool that you guys are, I'm a huge, I mean, that's what I do, marketing, advertising. Right. So it's, I just think that it's so neat. And I keep saying it because no, no, I, no. I just love it. That you're, You don't have to stop saying You're it. doing, <laughs> you know, this whole entire, like, taking this marketing approach to this because that's what the breweries need to know. They, it's, it's not you're giving their shit away for free. Right. It's that you're, or that they're giving you their stuff. It's, you're marketing their business with their swag for that yep. whole how, month. Like how the fuck are they getting rid of their swag? Right. 
They're not. Right. And most of them don't even have an online distribution right. strategy for merch. They're too focused on growing beer. Exactly. Which is, I, I get it, but... Like you, you hang f- hang a hang a t shirt behind the bar, <laughs> and that's your marketing strategy for selling your your merch, right? Which you is your guys, brand, right? That is your brand. You guys are taking it to a whole other level, and you're saying, you know what? We're going to deliver this stuff to someone's house who's already an identified craft beer enthusiast, enthusiast. that yeah. will share it on it's social media, beef. that talks mm-hmm. to people about it. We're creating a a, a supporter, a fan of your brewery. Yeah. You know, and don't get me wrong, we've had breweries go, Dennis, you know, for 200 subscribers, um, you know, because one month, you know, with Father's Day and Christmas and everything, like we blow up yeah. with, you know, that's going to cost us $2,500 in merch. Yep. I was like, he was like, why wouldn't I just give our stuff away to the folks around here? I was like, look, I'm all about giving stuff back to the fi- people that sure. supported you. Like, that's cool. Um but they already know about you. So exactly. what's the ROI there? Like, yeah. you want people to plan vacations around it. They you drive people, past you every day. You want people to pour in Nevada, six, seven, eight states over, pouring beer into a pint glass of yours, posting on social media to their 10,000 followers. Exactly. I was like, look, if this isn't the right thing for you now, I get it. Like, you know, it, even though we're not charging you to be a part of this, I get there's a cost to merch and apparel, um, but you have to weigh that. If that's not the right time in your journey, that's fine. We're here for you whenever you figure that stuff out. Yeah, dude. It's fantastic. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Let me ask you, where can people find you guys? Yeah, so it's pretty consistent. It's at First at Brew Box. On Facebook, 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 it's a Facebook. It's a Facebook. <laughs> See, it's like, the Italian went, way. Went Super Nintendo <laughs> on that. <laughs> um, so on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, uh, LinkedIn, Snapchat, S- and now TikTok. And TikTok, I'm talking. You know, so and first at brewbox.com, obviously, to go ahead and subscribe. You choose the tier, how long you want, super flexible, one time, cancel, keep going. We have a lady on our platform who uh, subscribes every month and she just gives away as a gift because it's always someone's anniversary something. Shit. And she just gets it and gives it away. That's smart. That's like <laughs> she, way smart. She, she automates her gift giving because she doesn't want to think about it. Wow. All right. Well, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I want to thank you guys for coming on. Oh, absolutely. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. us. Yeah. This was like, this was fantastic. I love nothing more than drinking beer in the afternoon. Oh man, so. this is my life. <laughs> there you go. It's a damn good life. The, the only six pack on my body is like my liver. Yeah. Has a six pack. It works <laughs> out all the time. Same here. I'm not a gym guy. <laughs> no. Now that's why I don't complain if I have to like carry stuff like yeah. through a distance. Well, that's your workout. That's it. Here's like, my I'm done for the day. Oh yeah. Eight yeah. or 12 ounces at a time. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for being on. Absolutely. Super excited. And there they are. Dennis and Sammy, a first sip brew box. Such a cool idea. I really like the marketing approach that they're taking, actually putting physical product in clients' hands. That is going to take somebody and say, oh man, maybe we should check out this brewery and maybe base a trip off of it. Maybe just go visit. Maybe it's uh, right down the road. Maybe it's a local brewery that you've never heard of. But uh, it's pretty close. Either way, I love the approach that these guys are taking. You can tell that they really love what they do. And uh, I wish them nothing but the best. Please go ahead and support these guys. Get out there and check them out on the social media channels. 
You can find them anywhere, and I do mean pretty much anywhere. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Pinterest, Twitter. Uh, you guys can find them everywhere. YouTube, uh, just check out First Sip Brew Box, and you will run into them. You can also find them at their website, firstsipbrewbox.com. One more time, I'd like for you guys to get at me if you need some video work for your 2020 marketing strategy or you would like to advertise on this very fine show that we call The Local Podcast. I'll see you guys next time.